0: Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Content of stories is purely fiction and not intended to be used for anything but enjoyment for those who enjoy these topics and situations. If you don't agree with the themes and the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Body of Knowledge by Thoughts 6308 Yo, Buff! How was the ride in today? She heard as she walked into her lab. She smiled, flashing her usual thousand-watt display of perfect white teeth at Teddy, her assistant. She had known him for several years, all the way back to high school, which is where the nickname began. She was fourteen when the show began on TV, and the coincidental similarity of names made the Buffy moniker a natural inevitability. Being blonde as well made it a certainty. Doctor Sarah Michelle Horton, then just plain old Sarah, took the name in stride. It started with one of her friends, and just blossomed from there, until more people called her Buffy than her given name. Even a few of her teachers joined in, and since it wasn't used in a derogatory fashion, she just accepted it. Now it was an inside joke. A term of endearment between friends. Lots had changed since then, besides the cancellation of the show. Sarah had grown up. That was an understatement. To say the least. A slightly outcast science geek in high school, she had just begun to develop when the show started. A late bloomer. Her body had made up for its apparent reluctance to mature by blessing her with height and a killer figure by the time she went to college. She may not have been the vampire slayer of her namesake, but many a young man's heart had been victim to her beauty. Just watching her walk by would cause pulses to race. Being a devastating sight to behold was, of course, a double-edged sword. While in school, she had been happy to flaunt her curves and watch the boys and male teachers trip over themselves. That changed during graduate school. She was among the brightest in her class, but found she wasn't being taken seriously by her mostly male counterparts. She began to dress in a way that camouflaged her figure somewhat. She changed her hair, wearing it up in a tight bun. She wasn't willing to cut it, as she loved her long waves of blonde perfection, and there was more to life than work. If anything, it made the off-duty Sarah even more eye-catching. Downplaying her obvious femininity was harder than it sounded, but had eventually allowed her to get the respect she deserved. Now, she was a full-fledged physicist, doing work that had been deemed classified for the government. A quantum leap from her humble beginnings, she had arrived. Well, almost Dot and no longer needing to disguise herself in an effort to get ahead, she had allowed her inner sexuality to reassert itself. Other than her hair, which she still wore up in the lab, She dressed in a manner more befitting her sex. Slacks were replaced by skirts. Most of her colleagues were supportive. Actually, there was only one fly in the ointment, her boss. An old-school, misogynistic prick who took every opportunity to put her in the place he thought she belonged. Under him, in all but the literal sense, although it was clear he would welcome that as well. Not bad, Teddy, Sarah said happily. Retrieving her lab coat from her locker, in the past, she had used that basic, utilitarian garment to hide her distinctive hourglass shape. It hadn't been easy. Anything that fit her body wouldn't close over her ample chest, and those that accommodated her bust line fit the rest of her like a garbage bag. Neither was comfortable. Since her assignment here, she had solved the problem, having several of the coats tailored to allow for a more appropriate fit. She slipped into one now and buttoned it up. It wasn't a snug fitting cut, but did allow her to remind others she was a woman. Teddy always asked how her trip-in was. She suspected it had become more of a habit question than a genuine interest. Truthfully, she hardly remembered the commute into work most days. She got on the subway pretty early in its loop, so usually had no problem getting a seat. She would sit, long legs crossed, doing a crossword or sudoku in the paper barely aware of the eyes that caressed her from afar. On the rare occasion that forced her to stand, she was more cognizant of those around her. Men checking out the rack on the tall blonde. Men ogling her ass in her skirt. She didn't really mind. She wasn't asking for their respect, and it made her feel sexy. And a little wet. Bishop wants to see you, Teddy said solemnly. He's such an asshole. He knows exactly what time you get here, but he has to make it sound like you're late, even when you're not. Thanks, Teddy, she exhaled. I'll go see what he wants this time. She turned on her heels and walked out, heading down the hallway and up the stairs to her superior's office that I know quite well what he wants, she thought. If he ever has an actual work reason for calling me to his office, I swear I'll faint. No. It's just the usual morning opportunity to undress me with his eyes. It wouldn't be so bad if he wasn't so obvious about it, and he wasn't such an old, lecherous bastard and... Oh hell, I'm here. She stopped outside the door. D.R. Edwin Bishop, the raised gold lettering said. Even the door was arrogant. Sarah took a deep breath and smoothed her hair. She relaxed her face. She had found that she needed to maintain an icy cool air around him lest she smile and inadvertently encourage his attention further. It was largely successful, but had one unfortunate side effect. She knocked and opened the door. Ah, there you are, seven. Come and please, the older scientist said, his voice dripping with both contempt and lecherous intent. I fucking hate that name. And you know it, she inwardly cursed as she stepped in. Unlike Buffy, which had been started by friends and had no negative emotions attached, the seven designation drew nothing but hatred from her. She knew the reference. To Jerry Ryan's character on Star Trek Voyager. And knew why he used the name. Top-heavy, tall and blonde, the two women had that much in common. Sarah had unwittingly added to the comparison by adopting a cold, emotionless persona around him and styling her hair at work in a similar vein, just like the Borg character. If it had been anyone but him saying it, she might have taken it as a compliment. After all, seven of nine was pretty hot. You wanted to see me? She said. The second she uttered the words, she instantly regretted choosing that particular phrase. She saw his eyes dart down from her face to linger on her full, round breasts. Even completely obscured by the smooth, white fabric of her coat, they held his attention. She could only imagine the filthy thoughts that were racing through his mind. It made her skin crawl. You're undressing me again. You'd like to do it for real, huh? I'm sure you would, you disgusting asshole. I've half a mind to just show you what you've been dreaming about someday. You want to see me naked? You can't handle me naked. You'd have a heart attack. As expected, this meeting had nothing to do with the experiment they were currently planning. Oh, sure, he droned on and on about this detail and that procedure but it was nothing he hadn't mentioned before, and hardly worth harping on over and over. He couldn't think she didn't know what he was doing, could he? Could anyone be that dense? He didn't even try to hide his furtive glances at her form. at last. He appeared to have had enough of his morning leering session, and dismissed her, obviously watching her ass as well. Sarah closed the door behind her, and shuddered. Oh, how I loathe you, she whispered, and went back to the lab. The ride home today had been a very trying experience. She had been running a few minutes behind her usual clearly defined schedule, and as a result, was forced to stand, packed like sardines on the train. Bodies pressed against her from all sides, some obviously enjoying the contact a little too much. The guy in front of her was shorter than her six-foot, high-heeled height, and spent the entire trip staring at her chest thought, I'm up here, she thought. Take a picture, it'll last longer. Jesus, pal, they're just breasts. Try not to drool on them. Imagine how you'd behave if I was displaying them. They're real, and they're spectacular. Finally free of the crowd, Sarah listened to the brisk, rhythmic click-clack of her heels on the concrete sidewalk as she wove her way the two blocks from the station to her apartment building. Stepping into the lobby, she relaxed and went to retrieve her mail. Nothing of consequence awaited her in the little pigeonhole marked 9E so she sauntered over and pressed the button for the elevator. Waiting patiently, she soon found herself with company. The trip home had put her in a foul mood, and right now, she was ready to paint the entire male portion of the species with the same brush as she would use for Edwin Bishop and the asshole on the subway. So, when a sideways glance revealed her new friend to be a man, she silently bristled. The door opened with a soft chime, and he gestured to her. Ladies first, he said gently. Um, thank you, Sarah replied, taken aback by his unexpected gallantry. She stepped in quickly and hit the button for the ninth floor, then watched him follow suit. He looked at her and smiled, then stepped back, giving her space. More specifically, he looked at her face, not her body, and she noticed. What floor? she asked. Nine as well, he nodded. The doors closed, and the elevator whisked them up to the ninth floor. The chimes signaled their arrival. Once again, he gestured for her to precede him. Sarah turned left, and walked past 9A and 9C, before reaching her door. She put the key in the lock, then turned her head, curious where he had gone. She saw him, at the door of 9B, doing the same doubt he nodded courteously, and disappeared into his apartment. His behavior was so out of place with what she had been exposed to all day that she couldn't help noticing. And wondering who he was. Inside 9B, Paul Hedley leaned back against the door and exhaled loudly. Wow, he breathed. Did you see her? He asked himself redundantly. With my luck, she's either married or a lesbian. He shook his head and hung up his keys on the hook beside the doorway. His apartment was still a sea of boxes, but he'd only been here two days, so it was a work in progress. The kitchen was no further along than the rest of the place. Maybe he'd order pizza for dinner. Sarah opened her door and stepped out into the hallway. Closing the door behind her, she glanced over to the elevator. Her mystery man had just pushed the button. As she walked up, the door opened and he made his now customary gesture. Thank you? Again, she smiled. Not at all, he replied. The doors closed, and she felt the car descending. So, 9B? New to the building? She asked, turning to face him. She noticed his eyes again. They were brown, and they never left her face, even when she extended her hand. I'm Sarah, she introduced herself. Paul, he answered, taking her hand. And yes, just moved in a couple of days ago. Well, Paul, she nodded, returning his firm grip. Welcome to the building. I hope you enjoy it. I do already, he thought. His peripheral vision caught a hint of cleavage and the swell of what appeared to be two very nice breasts. Do not stare at the tits, he reminded himself. Some women don't like that .at the lobby, Sarah exited, while Paul continued down to the garage. She would have to talk to him about that next time they met. A couple of days later she got her chance, on the return trip. Sarah was at her mailbox, getting the day's dispatches, when Paul appeared from the garage stairwell. We simply must stop meeting like this. He laughed. People will talk. Hi, Paul. She giggled. So, you drive to work? She asked. Shifting the conversation to the question she wanted answered. Yes. I take it you do not. He replied. I don't like being tied to a schedule. I understand, though. Not everyone likes driving. Oh no, I love driving. It's driving in this city traffic I don't like. Don't even get me started on parking. She smiled. No argument there. He nodded, closing his mailbox door. I guess my mail hasn't caught up with me yet. Anything good in yours? Just the usual. One bill, some junk, a pizza coupon. Got one from my alumni committee, she replied, fanning out the handful. It let him see her name. Dr. Sarah Michelle Horton? He asked, eyebrows raised. Doctor of what? Ear, nose, and throat? More like electrons, neutrons, and quarks. She smiled. Although, since-ears, noses and throats are made of cells, and those cells are made from molecules, which are made up of electrons, neutrons, and protons. So in a way, yes. Sarah Michelle, huh? You know, there was this show years ago. He probed. Hmm, yes. Buffy, the vampire slayer. Sarah Michelle Geller. I'm aware. I've been Buffy to friends ever since. She giggled. The elevator arrived, and they got on. I have the whole series on DVD, somewhere in a box. You should come over and watch it sometime. He suggested, then realized he was probably overstepping to boundaries of their very new relationship. I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that. I know we've only met recently, and you don't know me from a hole in the ground. Besides, a woman as beautiful as you is probably married. Sarah was a little stunned. It wasn't the first part that surprised her. Lots of guys who hardly know her hit on her. What surprised her was the apology, and being called beautiful. Truthfully, she was feeling a little lonely. It had been months since she had a date, and longer since her last boyfriend of any consequence. Maybe Paul was just what she needed. Actually, she said softly, I could use a night of mindless fun. Oh, and I'm not married. How about tonight? She asked out IT was Paul's turn to be stunned now. He had been making small talk, and it just slipped out. He never expected her to say yes, and certainly didn't think she'd say it tonight. Um, yeah. Tonight is fine. I'm sure I can find it, if I put my mind to it. Give me an hour to tidy up? I'm still unpacking, he replied. They had arrived at the ninth floor. Okay. Hey! We can use my pizza coupon, she laughed. I'll bring some wine. One hour. She walked to her door and unlocked it, casting a parting glance in his direction. He was still walking, his back to her, so he couldn't see her girlish smile before she darted inside. Once the door was closed, she started talking to herself. Sarah, she whispered. What have you done? He's right, you hardly know him, but... Sure, he's pretty handsome, but there's no need to be all flustered like you are. It's just a night of entertainment, that's all. Just a night of mindless fun, in a man's apartment. Calm down. Her heart was pounding. Despite her urging and conscious efforts to convince herself it was nothing serious, her body was betraying her. She was excited. I need a shower. She sighed and headed in that direction. Inside Paul's apartment, he was rummaging through boxes frantically. I should have been more organized, he grumbled, and moved on to the next box. Ah! Eureka! he cheered, holding the box set aloft triumphantly. Now clean up a little and hit the shower. Sarah was standing under the warm stream of water, feeling it relax her slowly. The bar of soap in her hand left a trail of soapy suds in its wake as she ran her hands over her body. She was feeling more than just relaxation. The soap lubricated her hands, which were sliding freely across her voluptuous curves. She tilted her head back in the spray and moaned softly, caressing her breasts, her belly, and the tempting depression of her pudendal cleft. She didn't really know what had gotten into her. Masturbating in the shower just wasn't her style and doing it over a guy she hardly knew was really confusing. Maybe she had been keeping her sexual side buried a little too deeply, and now it was bubbling to the surface like lava. An unstoppable force point one hand was busy stroking the smooth lips of her pussy, while the other alternately tugged her nipples. Oh God! she breathed, her voice quivering with the approach of her orgasm. Oh! Oh God, yes! she whispered, her hands moving faster. Oh, fuck. Nah, Her legs shook, and her body was racked with spasms of bliss. It was a much-needed release, and left her bent over, her hands braced on her knees as the water streamed over her, pulling her long blonde hair straight on its way to the drain. She sputtered, and reached up blindly, turning the water colder to clear her head and quench any residual urges. Oh, Oh, She gasped sharply in the icy blast. Her nipples, already erect, pulled tighter at the cold sensation. That's enough. She shivered and turned it off. Wrapping herself in a towel, she wandered into the bedroom and opened the closet door. She felt warm and very relaxed, so her wardrobe choice reflected it. Her favorite jeans hugged her ass snugly, with a black satin blouse covering her ample chest. It allowed a variable amount of cleavage to be displayed, according to her mood. She dried and brushed her hair, arranging it in a casual but attractive style, hanging to the middle of her back. Looking in the mirror, the Sarah that peered back at her was the polar opposite of work's Sarah. She smiled and pulled a bottle of wine out of the cupboard. Heading out the door, she grabbed the pizza coupon from her pile of mail. Paul was dressed and sitting quietly in his living room. His head was still spinning a little from his shower well, actually, it wasn't the shower. It was what he did in the shower. One thing's for sure, his dick was very clean. The prospect of his incredibly sexy, statuesque neighbor spending time with him tonight had been more than he could ignore. Rather than embarrass himself in her presence, he had performed a preemptive strike. A knock on the door woke him up quickly. He leapt up and answered it, hoping it didn't make him appear too eager. Enter, please. He smiled. As he opened the door, that was before he really saw her. Oh my god, he thought, she's even hotter like this. His eyes flitted across her slightly open neckline briefly, before he wrestled them back up to her face. Wow, he gasped. Sarah, you look incredible. Definitely the prettiest nuclear physicist I've ever seen. Um, thank you, she giggled. Thank you for noticing, she thought, and I saw your eyes checking me out. I guess that means you're not gay. Good news. I kind of like you. She stepped in cautiously, handing the bottle to him. He took it and directed her into the living room. This room had been pretty much set up and was devoid of boxes. Paul had a big, comfy leather couch and the obligatory big-screen TV in the 60-inch range. I suppose we should order dinner before we start the Buffy marathon, Paul suggested. Pizza, you said? It doesn't have to be, she replied. I only suggested it because I had the coupon in my hand, she added, fishing the slip of paper out of her back pocket. Pizza works for me, he nodded. Please tell me you're not one of those vegetarian girls. I don't think I can handle tofu on my pizza. Oh, yes. Tofu, bean sprouts, pineapple, she answered, looking at the sour face he was making. She burst out laughing. Vegetarian? Me? Hell no! Must have meat. Pepperoni. Sausage. Bacon. Ground beef. No anchovies, though. She giggled, making a face of her own. Hate anchovies. Okay. He laughed, wiping his brow theatrically. Meat you shall get. Oh shit, that sounded like a come on, didn't it? Um, I'll order. You go pick the Buffy of your choice. Sarah smiled. She hadn't intended the must-have-meat comment as a sexual one, rather as a contrast to his vegetarian thought. His stumble told her he had the same problem with his response. Neither of them was hitting on the other intentionally, but there was a definite tension in the air. She toyed with a button on her blouse as she went to pick the disc to watch, and popped it open with a playful grin. There was certainly cleavage available for viewing now, she wondered how he'd handle IT.IT IT had been so long since she saw any of the TV show. She decided to just start at the beginning, extracting season 1, disc 1 from the box set. Paul's system was typically complicated looking, but she was, after all, a scientist. If she could plan a particle collision, she could certainly turn on a DVD player and a television. By the time Paul joined her on the couch. She had the first episode queued up and ready to roll remote control in hand. Forty-five minutes, he said, handing her a glass of her wine and taking a seat next to her. He was careful not to sit too close, not wanting her to think he was assuming anything. She pressed play, and time turned back to her early teenage years. Sarah Michelle, the Geller version, was a high school cheerleader type, doing battle with the forces of evil between algebra and history class. Buffy the Horton version, sat back and sipped her wine, making the occasional comment to Paul about the plot of the episode, and vampires in general. I know it seems that the only subject today's TV viewers will watch involves zombies, vampires or werewolves, but I just don't get it. She laughed. It's supposed to be sexy, but I just find it boring. Maybe it's the science geek in me. At least this show didn't try to take itself too seriously. It's better than I remember it. Paul was taking advantage of her focus on the screen to give her a closer look. Her lips looked so soft and delicious. The golden waves of her long hair wrapped down the far side of her neck, reappearing across her shoulder and drawing his eyes toward her breasts, which also looked soft and delicious. Sarah shifted in her seat, erasing part of the gap between them. Maybe it was the wine. Maybe it was the fact that he didn't look at her like a piece of very desirable meat. Maybe it was because he looked a little like Jason Statham, but with hair and a nice smile instead of the perpetual action hero scowl. Maybe she was just horny, despite taking matters into her own hands in the shower. She shifted again until her shoulder just touched his. She turned her head to look at him again. Paul was watching the screen, and when she turned, he brought his attention back to her. Looking into her icy blue eyes surrounded by long, curled lashes. Her lips looked so kissable, and he naturally leaned forward, almost imperceptibly. Doctor. Sarah Horton specialized in the imperceptible, however. She saw his microscopic move in her direction. I think he wants to kiss me, she thought, looking back at him and weighing the pros and cons of letting him. The only con she could come up with was that he was a neighbor. If things didn't work out, it could become awkward very quickly. The wine and her recent lack of companionship tipped the scales in the pro-direction. Her eyes fluttered, and she began to lean forward. Brunk, The door buzzer said loudly, startling both of them. Holy fuck! Sarah gasped, grabbing her chest in shock. Her heart was pounding. That just scared the life out of me. Paul had been similarly surprised, and leapt to his feet to answer the buzzer and direct the delivery guy up to his door. Sarah sat on the couch, catching her breath, and regaining her composure. The heat of the moment slowly passed, and by the time Paul returned with the pizza, she was back in control. She was grateful the buzzer had interrupted them, as she wasn't sure she was ready to take that step with him yet. She moved back toward her end of the couch, reestablishing the buffer zone between them. He handed her an empty plate, and placed the huge pizza box on the table. Eat up, there's plenty. He smiled. He was still standing, and as she leaned forward to grab two slices, he got the full view down her top. Oh God! There's plenty, all right. Jesus, those are nice tits. He tried not to stare, but her rack and deep cleavage held his gaze for a few extra seconds, almost long enough for her to notice, but he caught himself in time. He sat, took a slice for his own plate, and pressed the play button on the remote. Paul sat, eating and casting little glances in her direction. Unfortunately, she wasn't looking back, and what might have been a moment of escalating passion before the buzzer became just another part of the evening. They made it through five episodes. Well, Paul, Sarah said softly as the credits rolled, I think I should call it a night. I've got a busy day tomorrow, and should get a good night's sleep. Thanks for inviting me. We should do it again sometime. How about tomorrow? He thought. His mouth was more diplomatic. Sure, Sarah. Any time. He smiled. At, AT the front door, there was an awkward moment. Good night kiss? Absolutely not. How about a hug? He'd really like that, but no. Finally she held out her hand, and he took it, in a decidedly non sexual gesture. Good night, Paul. She giggled. Good night, Sarah. He nodded. She stepped out and disappeared down the hallway. Not exactly the start he was hoping for, but a start it was. Sarah had a reasonably good sleep, but she woke with a disturbing amount of arousal filling her mind. Her subconscious mind had filled her dreams with sex, sex, and more sex, so she was full-blown horny in the morning. Oh shit! she whispered, looking at the bedside clock. She probably had time, but it would have to be a quick one-dot she reached out with her right hand and rummaged in the drawer of the side table, finding the hard plastic device by touch. Doing herself in the shower may have been unusual, but doing herself in general, or in the bedroom, was a relatively normal occurrence. The batteries in her vibrator were fresh, and it was soon buzzing away between her thighs, doing its best to satisfy the frustrations of last night. Maybe she should have let him kiss her? No, that wouldn't have solved it. She had a strict policy about putting out on the first date. She absolutely wouldn't. And only sex would have given her that release the vibrator was currently working on. Getting kissed would have only made it worse. Oh shit, oh shit, oh. Shit. Oh shit, shito, shito, shi, di. She gasped as the vibrations finally hit the spot. Mav hein! Waves of pleasure ripped through her. Her whole body tensed, then wilted, as the orgasm peaked and waned. Her thumb found the off switch, silencing her plastic friend for the moment. She placed him upright on the side table. Oh. Shit. She smiled, feeling warm and relaxed. She couldn't really enjoy the sensation as long as she'd like. She had to get moving, or she would miss her train. Sarah tapped the pen against her ruby red, bee stung lips as she considered her next move. Let's see. If that's a seven, and this is a five, that means the two can only go here, in this row. The four goes here. Since this is the nine. Yes. That's it. The rest just fall into place after that. She looked up and caught a man across the train pretending her hadn't been staring at her. Probably imagining the pen was his cock, and wanting these lips to do their magic, she thought. Dream on, buddy." As the train slowed. Pulling into the station, Sarah folded her paper, and tucked it into her bag. She stood, watching the man's eyes follow up her tall form. She adjusted her trench coat, cinched it tighter around her narrow waist, and stepped off, just as the doors opened. She arrived at her lab precisely on schedule. Teddy was his usual, cheerful self, making small talk and reporting the morning's news. Sarah had been a bit too relaxed this morning. She didn't give her attire the attention she usually did and had dressed in a very tight, very short, very revealing royal blue dress. It was exactly what she felt like wearing. Sexy, eye-catching, and memorable. But exactly the wrong thing to wear at work especially with Edwin Bishop around. She could almost feel his eyes on her body already. Her lab coat did little to solve the problem, as it covered all the dress, and made it appear that she was naked under it. That made her feel like she really was naked under it, which made her pussy wetter than usual. Thankfully, Bishop was away nearly all day, dealing with his own superiors. He gave her one leer, and was gone, easing the pain somewhat, And letting her unbutton a little. Teddy became the beneficiary of her relaxed attitude, surely catching an eyeful of her cleavage throughout the day. When Sarah arrived home, she picked up her mail, as usual. Also, as usual, Paul appeared from the garage. He had his usual smile for her. The unusual part of the whole thing was Sarah. A day in this sexy dress, feeling every eye on her, had revved up her engine. She had felt hot and wet all day. As the elevator arrived, they stepped on, and Paul hit the button for their floor. Sarah looked at him, and suddenly knew what needed to happen. Do you have plans tonight? she asked. Please, please, please say no. None whatsoever, he replied. Good. I need more Buffy. I'll drop my stuff and come right over. She smiled. Paul sensed something about her tone. Something he wanted to encourage. Just come over now he suggested. Your stuff will be safe in my place, too. Sarah nodded and smiled. When the door opened, she followed him out and down the hall to his door. She watched him slip the key into the lock, feeling the sexual connotations of the act. It made her shudder. Soon she was safely inside his apartment. She put her bag down and unwrapped her coat from around her body. She had almost forgotten what she was wearing. Wow! Paul gasped. That's some dress. Oh yeah, sorry. I forgot, she giggled, closing the coat again. Maybe I should go change. Don't you dare, he laughed. So is this what all scientists wear under their lab coats? He asked, arching his eyebrows. Sorry to burst your bubble, she replied. I was rushed this morning and made a poor wardrobe choice. At least my pervert of a boss wasn't around today. She opened the coat again, this time removing it and hanging it next to the front door. I wouldn't call that dress a poor choice. Far from it. It looks beautiful on you. Paul complimented her. So, your boss is a pervert? Pretty much. She nodded. I try not to give him any encouragement, but he's a self-starter. He calls me Seven. I hate that. Seven? he asked quizzically. Oh, you mean like Seven of Nine? I just loved her. Jerry Ryan is so hot. Yes, she is, Sarah replied. It's only because he's creepy that I hate it. Whatever you do, don't call me Seven. Check, he smiled. His eyes tried desperately to stay on her face, but the dress was not making it easy. That cleavage had a gravitational pull, like a black hole it was more powerful than his will. His mind suddenly made an internal comment that he found funny, and he laughed. What? What's so funny? Sarah asked, suddenly more than merely curious. I'm not sure you'd like it. He warned her. Listen, Buster, I may appear to be a frumpy scientist, but I'll have you know I have a great sense of humor. She smiled. Spill it. Frumpy scientist? He laughed again. In that dress? Somehow Frumpy doesn't come to mind. Okay, okay, I'll tell you, but remember. You made me. Duly noted. She smiled, crossing her arms. Let's hear it. Well, your boss calls you seven, and this is the ninth floor? He offered. Personally, I'd rate you higher than a seven, though. More like a nine. Sarah snorted, then broke out laughing. How did I miss that before? Seven of nine. Seven of the ninth floor? That's a good one. He's pretty sharp. Her laughter wound down. That's good. I actually like it. I'd still rather you didn't call me seven, but I think it's funny. She smiled, relaxing more. As for the second part... Only a nine? She asked, playing coy. Well, we've only just met, he replied. I reserve the right to update the rating as new information becomes available. Okay, that was a definite flirt, she thought. I'm liking this guy. Maybe I knew what I was doing when I dressed this morning, after all. With the day's work past, she could now enjoy the feelings the dress gave her. She could see his gaze wavering and grinned inside. She knew she looked good in this dress. She knew her breast showed well in it. She knew her legs looked longer and more muscular under the skirt. That he was doing pretty well, though, keeping his eyes above her neckline for the vast majority of the time. They picked up where they left off, joining Buffy and her friends partway through the first season. Sarah inched closer to Paul with each shift of her position on the couch. At last, she made contact. They sat, side by side, shoulders touching, for several minutes. She was really hoping he would take the next step. Paul was happy being this close to her. For one thing, her could look down her decolletage virtually unnoticed. She also smelled wonderful. Sarah decided to give him a metaphorical nudge. She shivered, just enough for him to notice. It wasn't even entirely disingenuous, as she did have a fair bit of skin exposed, and it was a little cool in the apartment. The first shiver didn't do the trick, so she did it again. Bingo. Are you cold? He asked, putting his arm around her. He rubbed her upper arm. She leaned closer and moaned very softly, turning to look at him. There was an interminable pause as she looked into his eyes, and he looked back. She bit her lip nervously. Sarah, just do it. You know you want to kiss him. He's holding you close. It's not going to get better than it is right now. Sarah tilted her head and leaned closer still pausing just before her lips touched his. He met her halfway. It was as it should be. Passionate. Exciting. Urgent. Em, her lips are every bit as soft and kissable as they look, he thought. And she's kissing back, Sarah reached up, to hold him in position, with a hand softly caressing his hair. She felt his tongue. Just a brief, exploratory foray. A kiss that was also a question. Would her tongue like to come out and play? She answered with a soft moan and a playful stab of her own that, I really need this tonight, Paul. Don't disappoint me, please, she thought, tickling his lips with her tongue he responded with a wet, passionate probing of her mouth Dot, Sarah's libido took control of her reactions. In a blur, she had twisted in his embrace, straddled his lap, and was face to face with him, holding his head with both hands. This kiss was no longer a playful one, but a desperate, needy exploration of the evening's potential. It's been far too long since I felt like a beautiful, desirable woman, Sarah thought. That Edwin Bishop bastard has been forcing me to bury my sexual side, but not tonight. Tonight, I'm going to take what I want. Tonight, I hold nothing back. A.S. Paul held her close, and they traded saliva. He wondered what to do with his hands. Sure, it seemed like the switch had been flipped— and she had gone from sexy Sarah the scientist to a hungry tigress, but he was hesitant to chance ruining things. Fortunately, she rescued him. Touch me, please, she panted between kisses. Where? he replied, when the opportunity arose. Anywhere. Everywhere, she clarified, extracting her tongue from his mouth just long enough to form the words. My body is yours. Paul's hands had been safely parked at her waist but now roamed further south, grabbing her ass firmly. It did appear to be a very nice ass. Toned. Muscular. Athletic. Attached to those lung legs. He'd have to ask her what she did to stay in such incredible shape. I in his lap. She was enjoying the feel of his hands on her butt. But she'd rather have more direct contact. She reached back and tugged her skirt up, removing the layer of fabric from its intervening position. That's better, she thought, moaning at the sensation of flesh on flesh. Her panties were quite brief, so nearly all of her backside was in the palm of his hand. Literally, since it had never really stopped, this was technically still their first kiss. It was a doozy, with tongues tangling, lips slurping wetly, and heads swiveling from side to side. Moans and groans filled the room, competing with the growls and screams coming from the huge TV. Buffy the vampire slayer, was losing the battle to Buffy, the stacked, blonde physicist, for attention. Paul was feeling the effects of this close contact tonsil inspection. He pulled her tighter, squashing her extremely ungeek like huge sexy tits into his chest. He relished the pressure of the twin globes making dents in his body. Sarah was relishing another point of contact. Paul's crotch was definitely the home of a very nice bulge, and her pussy was grinding gently against it. Maybe not so gently, and not so subtly, as she pressed down harder. She felt one of his hands creeping slowly up her side, heading for her breasts. Oh, fuck, yes. Grab my tits. Better yet, she reached behind the back of her neck, and managed to start the zipper going down, far enough to finish with the other hand. Still locked together at the lips, she wriggled her shoulders free of the cap sleeves, and pushed the dress down below her breasts. She finally broke the kiss and sat back, giving him his first real look at her chest that Paul's mouth hung open. He was not only speechless. Even his thoughts stalled out as he beheld the beauty before him. Sarah wasn't waiting for him to get it together. She gave him a playfully coy look and squeezed her upper arms together, making her breasts swell more enticingly. She didn't say it, but the message was clear, what do you think of these? She reached behind her back with both hands and unhooked her bra, dropping it in his lap. What do you think of them now? She added a shake of her shoulders, causing her breasts to sway and jiggle. that he was spurred into action, grabbing her breasts with both hands. They filled them perfectly, perfectly full, perfectly smooth, and perfectly soft. He hefted them, feeling the weight that went along with their volume. He knew it was probably poor etiquette to grab her bra and read the tag, so he refrained, judging them on his own criteria. She was at least a dd cup, if not more, and tits like that aren't meant to be perky and sag-free dot that's a terrible word, isn't it? Sag. Droop is worse. No woman wants her boobs to sag or droop. There has to be a descriptive that conveys the womanly shape of her breasts. In his opinion, Sarah's breasts were the most beautiful he had ever seen, and had just the right amount of globular curve to them. He pressed his face against them, and kissed them softly. He worshipped them Dot, of course, there's more to a woman's tits than volume. Sarah's nipples were definitely suckable, the size of his pinky tip. Like tall gumdrops. He went in for a taste. Sarah moaned, and held his head, stroking his hair softly as he suckled her. And me, yes, I do like getting my nipples sucked on, she breathed. Don't stop. She let him fondle, kiss and gnaw on her feminine globes for as long as he wanted. She loved her breasts and liked it when her lovers shared that sentiment. Paul obviously did. If his slobber on her nipples wasn't proof enough, the hard lump her pussy had been pressed against, which had grown even larger since she bared her chest was confirmation that he found her exciting. She undulated her hips and groaned. Paul, I'm curious about this thing. She smiled, wriggling again to be clear about her subject. You've seen mine, now I'd like to see yours. Of course, for him to do that. Show her his. He'd have to release her breasts, and she would need to get off his lap. Reluctantly, he let her go. Once she was off his lap... She took advantage of the freedom to take her dress off completely. For the moment, she kept her Brazilian-cut panties on and took a seat on the ottoman, eagerly awaiting the unveiling. Please let him have a big cock, she prayed silently. Please, oh please. A nice, thick, long piece of meat that will make my pussy scream. Paul didn't know about her request. He was simply trying not to break his dick in half as he dragged it free of his pants and underwear. At last, he succeeded, and let his cock stand straight out. Oh, thank you. She smiled, casting her eyes to heaven theatrically. That will do quite nicely. He was about to ask who she was talking to, when she derailed his thoughts again, in the ultimate fashion used by women since the dawn of time. She grabbed his dick, and sucked the head in the most lascivious manner possible. Her lips set his nerves on fire, and she plunged his cock even deeper into her mouth. Gagging when it hit her throat. Oh God, Sarah That feels wonderful he gasped. She looked up at him with her big blue eyes, then pulled back, and slapped his steely shaft on her extended tongue. The sight made him groan. Nice cock. She smiled, then sucked it again. Nice cock, she repeated. Paul stood quietly, his hands caressing Sarah's blonde locks gently, and watching her lips slide along his tool with each stroke. It looked as spectacular as it felt. She gave him another few mind-blowing gulps, then released him. She stood, and began to saunter away, swinging her hips as she went. Sarah's apartment had a reasonably similar layout. If a mirror image. So she had a fair idea where to find the bedroom. She turned right down the hallway, dropping her panties as she did, and flipping them back into view with her foot. That should be a clear enough message. She was now completely naked and heading toward his bedroom. She wasn't going there to check out his drapes. Paul was still in the living room, stunned into immobility, with his pants around his ankles. It took a few seconds for the message to get through the fog. He nearly fell over trying to free his feet and follow her. By the time he made it to his bedroom door, he was naked and peeked inside. Sarah was laying on her side, on his bed, partially covered by the covers. She grinned, and beckoned him closer. Come here, and kiss me again, she whispered, holding the sheet back for him to join her. He slipped in beside her, and resumed the embrace they began in the living room. They pressed against each other, naked flesh on naked flesh, from lips to toes. She hooked a long leg over his hip, giving his erection a place to fit, and holding him tight. His hands wandered unrestricted, caressing her thighs, ass, back, shoulders, and especially her breasts, which she would assume met his approval. His touch was light and reverent. The sounds of escalating passion filled the room. Moans, whispered requests, wet kisses, among others. Paul rolled atop her, and she wrapped her legs around him. Oh shit. I need it, she begged. Fuck me, Paul. Put your cock inside me and fuck me. Please, please, she whispered humping at him with her hips. She clawed at his ass that he was only too happy to comply, reaching down and rubbing the head of his cock along her slit. She was very wet and slippery, letting his shaft find the entrance easily. He pressed home. Oh God! she gasped, as his thick penis spread her open. She felt it intruding, then he pulled back and pressed deeper. Over and over, he gently worked his way inside her snug pussy, stretching her more with each thrust finally the base of his cock met her clit and she groaned her approval sarah wasn't a slut but she wasn't a nun either she'd had plenty of boyfriends and lovers a few one-night stands which had always been disappointing hence the one night somehow despite the freshness of their relationship she didn't think he would fall into that category well for one thing his cock filled her more completely than any she'd ever known Just that feeling of fullness was enough reason to repeat this. Now, if he actually knew how to use it, she'd have his children. Metaphorically speaking, of course. She pulled him closer, thrust her tongue into his mouth, symbolically fucking him in the way she wished to be taken. He got the message, and began to rhythmically rise and fall, his hips driving the full length of his shaft into her to maximum depth. She softly caressed his butt, feeling the firm muscles flex and relax with his strokes. It was just what she needed, and she could sense her body reacting. Fuck me, baby, she grunted, holding on tight. Fuck me deep, fuck me so deep, and so hard. Give my cunt what it wants so badly. He picked up the pace, but still gave her full strokes, slamming into her vagina furiously. She was gasping and panting feeling the pleasure build more and more. It was nearing the point where her orgasm would become a living, breathing thing, completely unstoppable, and with a mind of its own. More! More! She hissed, raking his ass with her nails. Fuck my little pussy! Make me fucking come, baby! I want to come so bad! Of course, Buffy! He grinned, pounding her harder. Buffy wants to come? Oh yes, please! She gasped. Yes, Buffy wants to come! Her own words triggered it, and she arched her back, screaming through the waves of ecstasy that began to rack her body. A seemingly endless succession of spasms hit her, while he kept drilling her remorselessly. When the last surge passed, her body went limp under him, and he slowed his pace, watching her face for a reaction. Her eyes were closed, but she was still with him, smiling exhaustedly. Okay. So he knew how to use it, and he used it on her very well, she thought. What's next? Her pussy was suddenly very empty. She whimpered like a child losing her favorite toy. Oh, no, she grumbled. Don't go, please. She was just about to open her eyes and look for him, when the purpose of his departure became evident Dada tongue. She felt his tongue on her freshly fucked pussy. Em, mm-hmm, that's nice so you're pretty good with that big schlong. Let's see what you can do with your mouth. She spread her legs wider and let him eat her at his leisure. Paul took his place between her legs and gasped. Her pussy was a work of art, pouting open like a butterfly's wings. Bald, save for a small tuft of blonde curls above her sizable clit, it was shiny from excess juices that had oozed out. He set about cleaning it for her. That process was something he enjoyed greatly. Sarah felt his soft tongue wriggling its way around and into her cunt. His touch was very gentle, delving into every nook, cranny, and fold of her succulent orifice. There was something else about his method. He wasn't just all over the place, willy-nilly, lost at sea. No. He wasn't lost at all. He seemed to know exactly what he was doing. What he was doing right now was driving her crazy. His tongue was tracing circles around her tight, pink, asshole. No one had ever licked her there before. And she liked it. A lot. She also liked it when he moved from her ass to her clit and used a similar, circling motion. He didn't just batter her clit with his tongue or suck it like a straw, as most of her lovers had. Paul chomped pussy like a woman would. Well, there was this one time in college, involving a lot of alcohol, a double dare, and her roommate's friend. Her name was Alice and she had given both Sarah and her roommate Joe and the licking of a lifetime. Alice was a complete lesbian, gorgeous, and nearly made Sarah contemplate a lifestyle change. She made Sarah come so hard it almost hurt. Then she did it again, and again, and again. Sarah woke the next morning with a hangover, and sore stomach muscles from clenching them so hard. Paul wasn't quite in Alice's league, but he was pretty good. He was grazing on her slit happily and coaxing her clit out of its hood with long, wet passes of his tongue across the sensitive bump. She could feel another orgasm building, very slowly, in the distance. She sensed two fingers insinuating themselves into her juicy cunt. His tongue was still fluttering across her clit, and when his fingers reached full depth and hooked upward, against the forward wall of her vagina, she suddenly knew that the orgasm she previously felt building was approaching much more rapidly than she thought Dada. There it is now, Sarah screamed. From his place between her outstretched thighs, the scream initially seemed to be just that. A loud, reflexive expression of joy, without structure. Then, as it continued, he made sense of it. It was several dozen words of ecstasy strung together in one long, multi-syllable slurred. Reflexive expression of orgasmic joy. Oh me go to my go to my god, oh my god, she finished her body relaxing at last and flopping on the bed. She panted hard, trying desperately to catch up her depleted oxygen level. Paul rested his head against the inside of her velvety, smooth thigh and watched her tits quiver with each urgent gasp. He slithered back up the bed beside her and pulled the sheets across her body. Thank you. She smiled, barely audible. You're most welcome, he whispered back. More to come, I assume? She laughed. Well, it was funny, after all. The choice of words. The situation. The thought that she could possibly let this be a one-time thing. His cock, his tongue, his lips. She needed more. She owed him something first, though. Now, she was the one who crawled down the bed. She grabbed his still-engorged penis and swallowed it deeply, tasting herself on his skin. She had a delightfully sharp, tangy flavor which she often enjoyed on her own fingers after masturbation. She bobbed her head, sucking him furiously, and feeling his hips begin to respond. She let them, and allowed him to fuck her mouth, one hand tangled in her blonde hair. Oh God, Sarah, your mouth feels so good. You're gonna make me come, baby, he growled. Nah, I'm gonna him. Sarah moaned softly, and swallowed his warm, thick, musky jizz, caressing his balls as he sprayed the inside of her mouth. She liked to swallow, not because she found the taste attractive, but because she enjoyed the knowledge she was giving such pleasure. The taste was okay, but did tend to linger. She cleaned his penis with her tongue, licked her lips, and moved back up beside him. Hmm, uh, thank— Um, you, he breathed groggily. Sarah snuggled next to him in his arms and they both fell asleep soon after. A couple of hours later, Sarah woke up. She was hungry, as they hadn't eaten. Well, other than feasting on each other. She also needed to pee, so she slipped silently from the bed and headed to the bathroom. as she finished up on the toilet. She heard sounds coming from elsewhere in the apartment. Curious, she followed her ears. Had there been anyone else to observe, it would probably have been amusing as Sarah crept silently through the quiet halls, looking like a naked Nancy Drew, or perhaps one of Scooby-Doo's friends, Daphne or Velma. Probably not Velma, who was too short to match Sarah's statuesque size. Nancy Drew didn't have her big, beautiful tits either. Either way, the muted screams and voices held her attention, until she finally realized what it was. Buffy. They had been so intent on getting it on, they had left the DVD running. She laughed, and turned off the TV, then headed back to the bedroom. Well, at least, if this relationship became more than a merely physical one, she'd remember what they were doing when the first night they had sex. Yes, honey, your father and I were watching Buffy, the vampire slayer, and that led to our first time, she smiled. If nothing else, it was unique. Sarah had a friend who couldn't answer that question for the life of her. She and her husband had been watching a movie before their first time together, but the title of that film was lost forever and had become something of an inside joke amongst them. She arrived back at the bedroom. Paul was awake and looked relieved to see her. I thought you had left. He giggled. Without saying goodbye. No, just turning off the TV. She smiled, easing back into bed. She felt his eyes on her. You know he said softly. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever met. Oh, I'll bet you say that to all your naked conquests. She laughed. She laid back on her pillow, looking up at him. Of course I do. He laughed back. I'm a man. We'll say anything to get laid. That doesn't mean it's not true, though. Hm. she smirked. Well, we've already fucked. We've seen each other naked. I guess you don't have a lot to gain by lying to me. I'll accept the compliment at face value and say thank you. Paul leaned down and kissed her. She wrapped her arms around his neck and pulled him closer as he did. Um, I hate to bring this up, he added, breaking away from her lips for a moment. But I'm starving. We need to eat or we'll pass out. Oh, I'm glad you said that, Sarah replied. Yes, food is required what did you have in mind? I suppose we could order in again, he offered, or you could put that sexy dress back on, and we could go down the street. Sushi? M, that sounds delicious, she smiled. Let's go. Within minutes, Sarah had her arm locked in Paul's, and they were walking briskly along the sidewalk. Her bra was on his bedroom floor, so every step made her tits jiggle happily and grated her sensitive nipples into noticeably erect bumps under her dress. The restaurant was busy, but they got seated quickly. Sarah felt male eyes all over the dining room caressing her body. Her nipples puckered even tighter than the thought. The two of them were ravenous, and chopsticks were clicking as they scarfed back enough food for four people who hadn't just had sex. Salmon, tuna, mackerel sashimi, a couple of rolls each, and several pieces of nigiri. They kept the kitchen staff busy filling their empty stomachs. At last, they were stuffed. Oh, that's better. She smiled, patting her stomach and stifling a very unladylike belch. Fortunately, sushi digests quickly. If we walk back slow, we should be ready to go again by the time we get back. Good, he whispered, leaning closer. Because I am so going to fuck your brains out. I can't wait to get that luscious body of yours naked again. Well, let's not waste any time then. She whispered back. I'm rather looking forward to getting fucked by that big, hard cock, too. Paul paid for the meal, and they were soon on their way back to their building. At each street they had to cross, they took advantage of the forced pause to kiss and explore each other. Perhaps a little more than would be publicly acceptable, but just the right amount to keep the fires burning fiercely. Entering the lobby, Sarah raced ahead to press the button and summon the elevator. She awaited its arrival by kissing Paul again, and didn't even break away when the doors opened. They stepped in as a single entity, joined at the lips and hips, and fumbled with the buttons to select a floor. The fumbling continued all the way back into his apartment, although with much more specific intent. The door closed behind them, and all restraint was lost. Paul pinned Sarah to the wall in the front hallway, kissing her roughly. And mauling her breasts with urgency. She kissed him back, and wriggled her way free of the sleeves of the dress, pushing the bodice down to give him access. She pushed her panties down over her hips, stepping clear of them as soon as they hit the floor. He palmed her pussy, finding it dripping wet and fully aroused. Sarah found him to be the same when she opened his fly. She stroked him as she lifted her left leg high, hooking it over his right elbow. He looked at her surprised with an eyebrow raised, questioning her unexpected flexibility. Yoga. She smiled, rubbing the head of his hard cock between her juicy lips. He pushed, and she moaned as his shaft slid inside her. Yoga. That explains a lot. The topness of her body, he thought, and the fact that we are now fucking, standing up in my entryway.it was literally like something from a movie, where the lovers can no longer contain their needs and just take each other as soon as they are out of sight. He had never done it standing up before, but she was so tall, and on her heels even taller, she made it easy to get his dick up her pussy, even like this. Passion boiled over, and they rutted like animals. Paul slammed her hard, crushing her against the wall. Each furious, desperate thrust from him caused a yelp of surprise from her, and she held on tight, balanced on one heel. She loved it. Most of the men she was attracted to were intimidated by her. Tall, sexy, and closer to a perfect ten than her modesty would admit. She made men feel they had no chance before they got started. When they found out she was actually a nuclear physicist, the few that made it as far as her bedroom generally treated her with kid gloves, as though she was somehow evaluating them. Gentle was great, but, Oh God, yes, fuck me, Paul! She gasped her body lurching upward as he pounded into her. Fuck me, hard. Take me. I want to be taken. Just fuck me. Use me for your pleasure, she became. If only for a few moments. Exactly the woman Edwin Bishop hoped she was when he undressed her with his eyes, and she liked it dot Paul's thrusts became even more urgent. She felt her own climax racing to the surface, even as he fucked her faster. She bit his shoulder, muffling a scream of bliss, as her pussy clutched his cock tight, pushing him over the edge as well. He gave her a few final stabs, gushing hot come way up inside her while his legs shook and wobbled that Sarah's legs were feeling it, too. Fortunately, they were able to help each other stay upright. She lowered her left leg to balance herself, dislodging his cock from her vagina. He leaned back against the opposite wall and slowly slid down to sit on the floor. She was soon on the floor too, breathing heavily, legs spread wide. Paul looked at her pussy, watching as his load of semen oozed slowly out of her. Nothing was said for several long seconds. He finally broke the silence. I believe I have all the information needed to update that rating now. He giggled, giddy with orgasmic joy. He gestured with his finger, as if calculating the outcome. Yes? She smiled, feeling his cum dripping between her labia. She rested her head against the corner. Twelve. He laughed. Gotta be a twelve! Well, even in school, she always got the bonus marks. The End